Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to edition number two of Haggard Seth from Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. Tonight we're live on a location at Belmont High School uh, before the NE8 conference match between Belmont and New Haven tonight. I'm Rex Brewer, joined by uh, the guy who puts all this together, Dane Filling. And Dane, uh, I tuned in listened to podcasts last week. We sounded pretty good, if I must say so myself. Well, I hope so. I hope everybody got a chance to listen to it, whether you're on the WZBD podcast or on Indiana Matt, and uh, we're looking forward to doing another show tonight. Well, um, got a few things lined up as, as we're, our show goes here. It's uh, weigh-ins followed by the first period, second period, third period, then overtime. And uh, starting off, we're in a weigh-in section here, and uh, weigh-ins, we kind of give a little rundown on the show and uh, take it from there, Dane. Well, I saw a lot of wrestling last weekend, uh, made it to uh, Heritage and South Adams, and uh, before that, last Tuesday while we were on the air, Bluffton had a big duel with Norwell, and we sent our very own A.J. Calver west into Wells County, his territory, and uh, kind of a lopsided match to begin with. Norwell was up 30-6 to in that duel, and come back. Bluffton comes back and wins 40-36. to 36. Now, yeah, the, the, You know, when I had my choice and you gave me a prior prediction, you didn't tell me like six of the starters for Norwell out. You set me up for that loss. Well, it wasn't quite six, but Norwell was missing Tonner Johnson and Kale Gray. <clears throat> Arguably, they're two best wrestlers on their team. Uh, if you look at what they did then at, at 220, they lost by decision 8-4. to four, And at 138, they got majored 13 to nothing. So I would say that it's probably safe to say that if both of those guys are in, Norwell does beat Bluffton, uh, but I think we learned a lot about Bluffton um, on that Tuesday night. Now, on Thursday night, South Adams finally got their season started. That match was at Heritage. Uh, you heard a recap of that match on WZBD on Friday night's uh, Adams County Sports Notes. Um, another match that started off with uh, one team jumping out, and that was uh, Heritage, surprisingly, was up 24-6. to They got a big win in the very first bout of the night from Austin Hoy. Um, who kind of gave South Adams a sour start to their season. He knocked off Michael Rupp uh, 3 nothing in that duel, and uh, Rupp just couldn't work any offense to start off and was kind of shocked, I think. But uh, Heritage had a nice little crowd there in their gym. You know, they really struggled. Rex, Tommy Lockett is the head coach there. I think he's been there four years, and I don't think they've won a duel yet. Um, so it was nice to see them have some success. But South Adams had enough um, help in the end. They got a big win by a couple of new heavyweights that they've got. Uh, Thomas Murphy is a kid that's brand new to the sport. Uh, Did a great job for Coach Gaskell, and then Carter Lewis got a pin at heavyweight, and then um, Heritage had three forfeits at the end. So it was a little bit – it started out at the the perfect weight for Heritage to take a lead, but the final of that one was South Adams 46, Heritage 24. So it looked a little – Worse on the scoreboard than it really was, but a little bit closer of a match. Because of where it started, for sure. And then both Adam Central and South Adams were in action this weekend. South Adams hosted a tournament, uh, and you got to listen to this story, Rex. <laughs> so South Adams schedules West Lafayette Harrison's B team to come to this tournament. West Lafayette Harrison's wrestlers and coaches and managers get on the bus, and they arrive two and a half, later, two and a half hours later at South Bend Adams. <laughs> And they've got to run uh, from there. They've got to drive all the way to South Adams. They didn't show up until 11.30 or 11.45. <laughs> now, they did still get to wrestle South Adams, and the B team did beat South Adams 51-29. Uh, South Adams also lost to Madison Grant in a close match, uh, 36-33. But they did come away with wins over sectional rival Union City, and they beat Jay County and Snyder's B teams 
going 5-0 and on the day for South Adams. Uh, Silas Loshi at 106, Logan Bauman at 113. Rupp came back and went 5-0. and uh, A.J. Dahl at 45-52 and 52 is also 5-0. and 0. So a good day for South Adams. So what's the moral of that story, Dane? If you're the bus driver, be very careful how you type in your Google search. Something like that, I believe. <laughs> and then my wife and I traveled all the way down to Ripley County, down 27 and further to uh, Milan High School. First time that I've ever been to that school. And uh, Adam Central went 4-1 and one on the day. They lost their duel to Lawrenceburg <coughs> pretty close. But they were missing Caden Schaefer, Caleb Peace, Paul Farouk. Uh, Tony, who's going to be on here in a little bit, didn't quite have his full team and still almost came out of that tournament 5-0. and You had um, Milan, who, who's been to Team State in the last couple of years. Lawrenceburg, who's been to Team State the last couple of years. It was a pretty good tournament. There weren't as many forfeits as I thought there were going to be. Adam Central comes away with four weight class champions. Two freshmen, Logan Allman and Gavin Cook at 120 and 126, went 5-0. They looked great. Alex Curry and Blake Hirely, you know, two of Adam Central's four returning studs, they went 5-0. and and uh, saw some good things from those lighter weights in Adam Central that, that, that gave me a lot of confidence that they're going to they're gonna have some success once they get uh, a little bit of mat time here and experience. Well, that wraps up uh, some of the big matches last week. Once again, uh, we're here at Belmont tonight before the NEA Conference duel between New Haven Bulldogs coming to town uh, and the Belmont Braves. And, uh, Dana, let's go right into your... Uh, your ranked wrestlers are the uh, ranked number one wrestlers in the year in a Fort Wayne semi-state. Do you want to go first to the trivia question, Rex? If you got it, I've got it here. So you're going to time out. Oh, you know we haven't we haven't we we're getting new with this. Oh, we've got to send him the answer. Yeah. While you send him the answer, I will read the trivia question, um, and Rex will read the number for the for the radio station. Uh, our prize tonight is a piece of gear from Indiana Matt. Our friend Joe Caprino is going to provide that. And when you call in, if you're the winner, you need to give a uh, shirt size and your mailing address. And we'll get that to you. So tonight, uh, later in the show, we're going to talk about the duel on December 11th. We're one day off. December 11th, 1979, 40 years ago tomorrow, when Belmont wrestled Adam Central uh, at Adam Central in Monroe. And we want to know what were the names of the two head coaches that night between those two teams. And you always say that, and I have not got to my uh, here. And the answer can be called in to WZBD. And that phone number is 260-589-9300. 260-589-9300. like to thank Steve Rouse for running that little contest for us back at the studio. <clears throat> okay, Rex, let's go into the number one ranked wrestlers in the Fort Wayne Semi-State. Last week we did the number one in the state, and this week we're going to go through our own little corner of the state here. And starting off at 106, a very easy one to rank for uh, Caleb Spires, who is the ranker from Jimtown, uh, he has Ike Rubel at number one, and, and Ike's number four overall in the state, and uh, this semi-state really is his to lose um, this year, I think. At 113 pounds, Preston Toish is a junior from Huntington North. He was a state qualifier last year. Um, he's ranked sixth overall. He's the number one in the semi-state and definitely a favorite, I think, to uh, win that semi-state title. Uh, another local uh, wrestler is uh, Landon Birch. He's ranked number one at 120 pounds. He was a state qualifier as a freshman last year and is ranked 10th overall. We saw a lot of Landon, and we'll see him again this weekend at the ACAC duels. At 126, another wrestler that uh, is on uh, Belmont's schedule is Bo Humphrey, who's a senior. He's a state qualifier last year, and they have him 5th uh, overall in the state on Indiana Matt. Another wrestler that we're very familiar with is Ian Heath. He's a junior, uh, a great talent. He was a state qualifier as a freshman 
last year, had a great year, uh, just a couple of losses, finished with a fifth-place medal. Um, and he's kind of in that peculiar spot where everybody's kind of trying to avoid 132 if you're challenging. Jesse Bendez is in there, but it's not a bad place to be. You know, if you don't think you're going to meet him to the last match of the season, I mean, you can take second to Jesse Mendez because he's, a, you know, world class. Yeah, and to have a match under the lights is is, <laughs> is pretty cool. At 138 pounds, we've got uh, Hunter Cottingham from Western. He's been a state qualifier all three years. He does not want that distinction of being a four-time qualifier with no medals. He's ranked sixth overall. Kyle Lawson from Belmont is ranked second in that weight class in the semi-state. Another uh, sectional wrestler for the Jay County sectional, William Feekter, is a senior at 145 pounds. He went to state last year and is eighth overall in the state. And Cody McCune, who used to wrestle at Norwell and is now at Huntington North, he's a senior, also a state qualifier last year, and is uh, ranked 15th at 160. Rex, kind of a, a, a trend for the Fort Wayne semi-state, a lot of returning state qualifiers, not a whole lot of returning state placers. That Fort Wayne semi-state has struggled the last couple of years yep. and, and, and holding their own, and a lot of times the, the place winners are seniors. So a lot of these guys are just qualifiers from last year. One of them that's not is Isaiah Levitz from Prairie Heights. He was sixth last year, and he's ranked fourth overall. And then at 170, uh, the highest-ranked wrestler from the Fort Wayne semi-state is Clayton Fielden uh, from Garrett. He's a senior. He was a runner-up last year at 170 pounds, and he's ranked number one overall. And he's not bad. No, he's not bad. And um, his coach texted me after our show and said that he is not the father of Clayton. (laughs) Clayton's dad is an assistant or a volunteer, I think, or used to be the head coach at Garrett. I got confused, so apologies to him. Uh, Jake Lone, another uh, great senior from Northwood, is uh, ranked number one at 182. He's got... Uh, two medals already, eighth as a sophomore, sixth last year as a junior, and he's ranked fourth overall. And then another wrestler with three medals, Mason Winter from Jay County. He's finished seventh, eighth, and fifth. He's ranked uh, number one at 195 in the Fort Wayne Semi-State, but they have him ranked in the state at 182. Uh, I think they're still trying to figure out what weight is going to be best for him. And uh, a wrestler that we'll see on Saturday here at Belmont is Cale Gray. He was sixth last year at 195. He's the number one ranked wrestler at 220. And Kale had a really good summer this year, wrestled some big tournaments and did quite well. Wasn't he the state, I think he was state champ at, uh, during one of the summer tournaments, I think. I'm not sure, but uh, I know that he was active, and I know he did a lot of the Mad Men stuff with uh, Tim Myers, I think, too. And then uh, you don't often see Monroe Central ranked in uh, number one. Uh, but Logan Swallow from Monroe <coughs> Central, who was a state qualifier last year out of our regional, He's the top-ranked man at, uh, at heavyweight. So that makes, Rex, six of the 14 number ones are from our regional, and eight of the 14 are either in the ACAC or in the NE8. Well, Dane, uh, that kind of wraps up the areas. We kind of ran a little bit long here. We're kind of a shortened schedule tonight was we're trying to get in here off the uh, before the match. And with that, I'm going to send it back to Steve Rouse running aboard for us for a round of commercials and come back with our special guest who has been uh, kind enough to join us here on the air tonight. We'll be back with more messages with more wrestling right after this. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one.
Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. Welcome back to the Haggard Seft and Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek tonight. On location live at Belmont High School, and the weigh-ins are over. Referees blown the whistle. We're into the first period, and um, actually we're into the second period now. We've uh, blew through that second period. Choice goes to Dane. You want top-down neutral or defer? Well, I'm going to hand it over to our special guest tonight, and that is Tony Curry. He's the head coach at Adam Central in his how many years now as head coach? Maybe fifth or sixth, I'm not even sure. Okay. So Tony got his season kicked off on Saturday with a long drive down to Milan. And, Tony, just tell us a little bit about how that uh, how that day went for you. Sure. Um, you know, we had to make some adjustments to some scheduling. We were supposed to wrestle a couple times last week and Saturday. Our football team had some good success this year. So um, a couple of those early dual meets got pushed back, and we picked up the Milan Super Duels. Um, the Milan Super 6, we ran into uh, Batesville, then Lawrenceburg, Rushville, Milan, and Union County, all teams from southern Indiana, and to my knowledge, teams that we've never wrestled before. So it was it was a good good trip for us down there. A lot of young kids getting their first varsity action, um, and, you know, we had an okay day down there. I saw some really good things from some of your lighter weights, and especially from a couple of your freshmen who ended up uh, weight class champions and and Allman and uh, Cook, and then also Eddie Everett, I thought, looked really good. He had uh, the kid from Milan was ranked, I think, top 10 in the state. But other than that, he goes undefeated. So, Yeah, you know, our young kids, you know, that first match or two, we had a lot of kids in the varsity lineup for the first time. So, you know, I think the nerves were setting in, the, the anxiety was setting in. By the end of those the day, those kids were doing, you know, quite well and, and kind of settled in and just realized that, wrestling still wrestling and and those kids have wrestled a lot of matches through the you know elementary middle school years so they're not not rookies um by any means but just getting that that step up into varsity action um you know that first match or so we were maybe a little tentative a little nervous but by the end of the day we were we we're settled in and, and they they did a fine job and your schedule doesn't slow down here. You have a, uh, a home meet tomorrow, correct, against Garrett, and they are a, a, a very good team. Yeah. 
Uh, Coach Krause is doing a great job up there, Garrett. Their roster is about three times the size of everybody else's in the area. Um, they've come down to our middle school event several years, and they always bring a, a good, solid middle school team. So these kids are now getting into high school. He's doing a good job, you know, bringing those kids along. Um, we were supposed to do those, uh, the Garrett guys, last week. It got pushed back about a week because of our scheduling issues. Um, they're solid. They're solid. Uh, we look at the matchups. You know, we got to come ready to roll because Garrett is loaded. Yeah, and we're looking at their lineup right now. They've got 12 guys back from last year's team. And um, in Indiana Matt's newest rankings, we have them ranked third overall in 2A um, and should just be a really good duel. Make sure that if you get a chance to come out to Monroe tomorrow that you catch that action at, uh, at 6.30. And that's another one of those teams. The, the Garrett Railroaders, those kids are tough, yeah. hard-nosed. They're kind of like those east side kids. <clears throat> they come they come to battle every time, and they're not going to walk give you a walkover on anything. Now, Garrett used to be in the conference for a few years there. They, they jumped from the NECC to the ACAC, and, you know, we were conference foes for a few years, and they had some, some good teams then as well. So they're, they're always a program that's very solid. And when we, we, when we look to pick up our uh, – um, dual meet schedule we look for those programs that are going to give us a challenge and, and Garrett is definitely one of those programs that will present a challenge for us tomorrow night and you know Rex you mentioned Eastside Eastside won a pretty significant duel this week at the NECC duels they knocked off Prairie Heights first conference duel that Prairie Heights had lost in 50 or 60 matches um, and uh, while Prairie Heights is down a little bit I think it's it's exciting to see Eastside I know we saw them in in football in mm-hmm. week two um, and they got a real strong physical set of, uh, of athletes there. So this weekend then is the ACAC duels, a really cool format, uh, something that I know Tim has been trying to get for the, for the NE8. So rather, uh, it's been probably four or five years now, rather than wrestling your ACAC opponents for your weeknight duels, you've condensed it all into one. Everybody shows up with the exact same team for all six duels, and you're not worried about juggling lineups or who's sick and who's out. It's a champion on those two days. Yeah, so we've, we've, we've done this the last couple of years. Um, we run uh, two duels on Friday night and then five rounds on Saturday. In the ACAC conference, there's only seven teams, so we each get a bye round. And at the end of that, um, the round-robin duel um, conference champion is crowned. So in that first weekend um, you know, of, of conference action, we crown the uh, round-robin champion. And then we also have our tournament then at the end of the season individually like every every other conference. You know, we, we asked Jesse Gaskell last week if that freed up his schedule, and they, I think the coaches really like it. It lets you pick up another team that yeah. you may not have seen on another weeknight to fill right. in, say, the ACAC tournaments. Yeah, so like our other head-to-head dual meets, um, I feel are, it's a pretty strong schedule. Obviously, uh, the two teams that are here tonight, we have New Haven, we have Belmont, we wrestle Delta, um, Columbia City coming in next next Friday, which I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Um, and Homestead along with Garrett. So it's a pretty pretty strong schedule for us, uh, individual dual meets there. And then I think the other thing that it allows, too, is some of the teams at the bottom of the conference, they're able to schedule. I know Heritage will wrestle um, Woodland, I believe, again, and Bluffton. So some of those teams are able to, to, to pick up a second duel against someone that's pretty close and they, that they're familiar with and that they can, they can match up with. So, Tony, tell us a little bit about next weekend. You've got a Friday night duel, which yeah. is becoming more and more popular in the state to get a few more fans out, but you've got something special planned. Yeah, so next Friday night um, we're going to celebrate the 50th year of Adam Central Wrestling. So a Friday night duel is something that we've been trying to target for a couple years now. Um, I kind of 
pitched the idea to Coach Culp up at Columbia City coming down on a Friday night duel. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is we wanted to have the Saturday off so we could have a Friday night duel Saturday off, but we actually couldn't find a Friday that worked for us, so we have a Friday night, and then we go up to the New Haven Super Duels, Super 10 after that. But in theory, we have that Friday night match, bring the crowd out, just like the, the, the football, basketball games. You know, everybody fills up the crowd on a Friday night, a couple hours, try to, to stoke that local fan support. And as part of that, Friday Night Duel is our 50th anniversary. So we're going to do a recognition between the, the junior varsity and varsity match, and we're going to recognize all former um, Adam Central wrestlers, all the bag of buzz, but from the wrestlers to the managers to the uh, flight crew, which they used to be called, to former coaches, to former assistant coaches. And then after the varsity duel meet, we're going to open up the wrestling room and our new uh, uh, area down there in the student activity center for some refreshments to to get all the former wrestlers down there and uh, you know tell stories about how good they used to be. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Tony. Last year, Belmont celebrated the 40th anniversary of the 1979 team, and I was part of that and was able to go out and uh, participate in. It. And the participation we had when that was was fan- phenomenal. And that was just one team. If you take and look look back across all. Your um, wrestlers over the past 50 years, I hope your crowd should really come out to support that. You know, one thing we did, Rex, is this was a a project of mine over the summer. Um, We put together what I consider like a media guide. It's like a record book media guide. And we went back through and, and put every wrestler that ever wrestled for us, whether he wrestled as a freshman only, junior only, senior only, whatever, and we put them by graduating class. So once you start compiling a list of all those guys who had wrestled over the years, it's, it's, it was really fun and really cool to look back and, and just go through all those names. And uh, Jim Hopkins, which you guys know you know, exceptionally well, um, we contacted Jim. He wrote a couple stories for us, uh, you know, big moments over the years, some of the AC Belmont rivalries, some of the highlights of, of the program, uh, Troy Rose State Championship, you know, tried to pick up some pieces, and he did a couple articles for us that's going to be incorporated into that media guide. And give a shout-out to Blake Genth, a former Bagaba, um, put all that together. So that, that media guide history book will be available that night for, you know, $10. So we're and, and we have seen those. Belmont uh, has put out quite a few in the past few years, and uh, they're done very well. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, it's something that uh, I've got this in my bag. This is from 2010, 2011, so I hang on to it because I had a feature picture in here. So if my picture's in, I'm I not took, getting rid of it. I took yours out of this year's edition, right? <laughs> Way to go, man. You'll go, back, you'll go back in next year. You'll be on the mm-hmm. rotation. Every other year, I guess, for the old guys. But, uh, Tony, um, I see here that um, we want to talk about the outlook of your program. Uh, what do you see? I mean, it's a young season for you. you got some new guys trying to fill in the lineup. What do you see as the outlook for your program overall for this season? What are some of your goals? Yeah, you know, we talk about our goals as a team and individually. And, and we have a lot of the same goals every year. We want to compete for that conference championship. We want to compete for a sectional championship and compete for that regional championship. Um, and then we were fortunate enough to get invited to the 1A state duels again, and that's always a, a highlighted event for us that we want to compete well at that event and you know try to win that thing again. So we are a much different team than we were last year. Um, I was very senior-loaded last year. This year... Um, Man, I think I think last Saturday we had five freshmen, four sophomores in the lineup. So that's not going to change a whole lot. But these kids have been with us through the club. Um, they're solid wrestlers. We just got to bring them along and uh, 
you know, we'll be just fine. Well, I, I was very close to watching the football team, and Coach Mosier had to load up because those 19 seniors he graduated off his starting lineup for mm-hmm. last year's football team. He did okay this year. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're, we're kind of in that same situation. You know, it's a lot of the same kids. They're, they're just good kids. They're decent athletes. They're hard workers. You know, they didn't have a lot of expectations on that football team this year because they did graduate. They graduated, I want to say, nine starters on uh, defense and, and ten on offense. But they plugged in a bunch of uh, sophomores and, and, and juniors and younger kids. And some freshmen saw some varsity playing time on the football field. And them kids went 12 and 2, I think, mm-hmm. you know, right down to, you know, the final four again. So, you know, we have we have expectations. And, and I told them, you know, the next man up is kind of, you know, a cliche, a philosophy, whatever. But, you know, that's kind of the mentality you have to have. Okay, yes, we graduated, you know, seven kids off our varsity lineup and, and, and another kid that, that's, that's not out this year. It's the next kid in. He's got to step up, and he's got to do his job. And, and to do that, um, they have to do that for us to be a competitive team this year. You know, talking about how young your team was, I started taking pictures on Saturday, and then I went through about three bouts, and I looked at my wife, and I said, I'm not sure which kid that is. I don't know all those <laughs> names. i got to learn all their faces. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- they're getting there. They're getting there. You know, I'm not going to lie to anybody. We're not there yet, but we got to keep you know, plugging away, and, and these kids are hard workers. They listen to us. And, and you know, a lot of these kids had five practices leading into last weekend's um, Super Bowl, five or six, depending on if they came out, you know, a day or so early. But we had, you know, that going straight from one sport to the next. So there was a lot of rust on these kids. And we got a couple kids that are still trying to sort out what weight class we're going. We actually had our challenge matches tonight, which is kind of funny after after our first event, just because we didn't want to burn a day of practice yep. for challenge matches because we had to get them. I, I told them, man, we got four weeks of work to get in in one week. And, and that's just what it is. And wrestling coaches will always say, that football shape to wrestling mm. shape is not an easy transition because football you can be in shape early in the season, but you kind of slack off a little bit toward the end of the season. So not you, even close. when you come when you come back to that busting it for six minutes, it's a whole different yeah. game. Not even close. And, and you know, in practice, you know, I tell them you got about two seconds from the time you roll out of bounds to get back to the middle of the mat. We got to catch our breath, get our composure, you know, get right back at it. So. Um, yeah, we, we, we pushed it hard. We kept the tempo up, you know, the first couple weeks because we're trying to get them into, into match shape as, uh, as quick as possible here. So, uh, Danny, Tony mentioned something about the team state here. I see you have a note here. You want to touch on that? Yeah, I just wanted Tony's thoughts on um, on Fort Wayne as a, as a host for the team state tournament. I know that that, that discussion is going on. This year, especially, we've had we have more local teams, I think, in this year's team state than we've ever had before, especially in our specific area. But uh, what do you think about the Coliseum being the host for that tournament? <laughs> you know, I'm definitely going to be biased on this thing because we live about you know 25 miles from the Coliseum, so we've been fortunate enough to to be involved in all the team state dual events to date. So the first couple of years at Westfield, and then we had one year at uh, Ball State University, and then they, I believe, moved it up to the Coliseum, and it's been at the Coliseum the last three or four years. Um, but, you know, 1A wrestling, you know, th- there's been a lot of programs in northeast Indiana that are that have competed in that, and, and, and same in the 2A level. In the 3A level, it's, it's a lot of your, your big 
big schools, you know, the the cathedrals, the perimeridians, the... Um, the really good 1As that are actually going up and wrestling 3As that are not 3As. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot of local flavor here. You know, I'm not going to complain. You know, we can get up that morning and, and drive up there and, and compete all day and come home and sleep in our beds at night. So we and don't have the, the three- to four-hour drive that the Southern Indiana teams have. And if anybody tells you it's not a first-class facility to have a tournament, they're crazy because the National College duels are held there, and they do a phenomenal job. And every year they've opened up more and more seating. And uh, the first year they, they were under-anticipating how many yeah. people showed up. The next year they were ready for it. It's been a, a well-run tournament the last few years we've been up there for sure. You know, I think one thing the Coaches Association has done is, <clears throat> is take those suggestions and take those ideas and, and make improvements on it. Because you're right, that first year where they had some of the kids seat sitting, it, it blocked the view of the, uh, from the spectators. So they, they put you know the chairs in the middle of the mat. They opened up that section a little bit longer. They brought in bleachers on that other side. Each year they've kind of tweaked it. This year... Um, you know, J.D. Minch has asked, you know, I've helped the last two years now coordinating the mats. So they're, they're bumping it to 18 mats this year. So I think they're trying to eliminate the number of buys. So, um, you know, last year, I want to say we had maybe three buys during the day. I mean, it, it, all, it all rolls together. But they're trying to, you know, keep the, keep the tempo a little bit and keep, keep the teams flowing and, and man we were wrestling last year we were wrestling prairie heights at i think it was nine thirty at night yep. and we'd been there since about six thirty in the morning so it was a long day it's a long day for sure but it's, it's a, a lot of day. fun yeah. well with that uh it's time to uh end the second period we're going to move into the third period and first we're going to send it back to the studio for a round of messages we'll be back with uh, more wrestling talk right after this Hey Indiana High School wrestling fans this is Jason Cree and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Make Heller Nursery on 400 West your one-stop holiday shop for all the gardeners in your life. Heller Nursery has a great selection of Fraser fir and Scotch and White pine Christmas trees starting at $25. Choose from literally thousands of poinsettias from $6.50 and up. Mason jar flower pots and planters make a terrific gift starting at just $5.99. Heller Nursery since 1946, across from Peterson Grain. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. 
Welcome back to Haggard Sefton, Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle at Cross Creek. Tonight we're live in location at Belmont High School here before the Belmont and um, New Haven NE8 match. We've been through weigh-ins, first period, second period. Now we're into the third period, and third period will consist of the week ahead and on this date feature. Yeah, so Rex, we're going to take a look at uh, all of the matches around the uh, area this week, and everybody's in full swing now. There's just a few teams in the state that haven't started yet, and those are teams that probably made it to state in uh, football. But but tonight we've got matches all over the area. We've got the Belmont and New Haven match here on the air tonight. Uh, A very interesting duel for me. Uh, Looking at the 1A ranking, Southern Wells is at Eastern tonight. Eastern is a uh, 1A team state team, and I have them ranked 8th in the state at 1A, and I think that's a match that uh, Mr. Landis might have a shot at. Uh, DeKalb's at Lures tonight. Uh, Bluffton is ranked 5th in 1A now, and they're at Southwood tonight. We've got Wayne at Woodland. The Starfires are across the state border tonight at Parkway, and we've got one of those double duels, those pesky double duels at uh, Jay County tonight. That's Delta, Jay County, Winchester, and Yorktown, and Jay County's wrestling two of those teams. Uh, but they're running two mats, and rather than give one team a bye, they've got four teams there. Tomorrow night, we've got a big one across the state. That's Crown Point at Chesterton, number four versus 11. We previously talked about Garrett at Adam Central uh, tomorrow night, and another NE8 match, number six Norwell at Huntington North, and another top 20 match, number 20 Fishers at number six Carmel. A couple of teams in action on Thursday, East Nobles at Leo. Uh, before they uh, East Noble comes here to Belmont on Saturday. <coughs> we also have number 13, Columbus East, at number 16, Franklin. And then another big duel for uh, Bluffton. They will wrestle Daleville, who I have now into the top 10 in 1A. That's at Daleville, number 5 versus number 10. And the biggest match in the state this week is the county rivalry match, Brownsburg versus Avon. On Friday, then, we have some Friday night wrestling for the next t- two weeks. Uh, in the county. Well, actually, not in the county. We're going to Portland. I had it written down as no, going, yeah. going to it's Monroe. At county. Yep. It's at Jay County this year. So we got two rounds on Friday. And Adam Central will wrestle Southern Wells in round one. And then South Adams and Woodland also. Bluffton has the bye. In round two, then they let Woodland go home early. I guess they have the, the, the furthest to drive. And uh, Bluffton and Adam Central, which I think is the match of the tournament will be roughly at 7.30 on Friday night. South Adams has Jay County. Tony, tell us a little bit about Bluffton. What do you, what, what do you see when you wrestle them? You know what? Um, Coach Sprunger, Ben's done a great job over there. There's a few years ago before he kind of got into it <clears throat> that they struggled to field um, a full lineup, and he now has probably 20, 25 kids on his roster. His middle school team is packed, so he, he's knocking those hallways and getting kids coming out. And, and they've steadily improved the last three, four, five years. And, and that, that's a credit to Coach Sprunger and what's he, what he's trying to do and, and those kids buying into him over there. You know, obviously Landon Birch is probably their, their marquee wrestler. Um, he was a state qualifier last year as a freshman, so as a sophomore he's, he's one of their top dogs. Um, but across the board, they just throw out decent kids, you know, athletic kids um, up and down their lineup. And... and you know, that's going to be a challenge to us um, in the conference. We're talking tonight, you know, Bluffton's in the mix. You know, Jay County's always in the mix because they the numbers that they bring in. Southern Wells with Coach Landis, I'm telling you, that guy has three or four of the best kids 
in our area in, in William Feechter and Jed Perry and the, the Duncan kid and the Walden kid and the Beaks kid. I mean, they got some solid wrestlers. Um, it, it's, it's one of those years where, you know, it, it may sound funny, but there's three or four teams that could legitimately, and even Jesse, uh, Coach Gaskell down there at South Adams, you know, they got enough good kids sprinkled up and down that lineup, they create uh, matchup problems. So there's there's three or four teams there that could easily walk out of that, that two-day event with, with the championship. And then, you know, the fun thing is we do it all again, you know, at the end of the year in an individual event, and same thing, depending on the draw and, and, and who gets the buys and, and who gets to wrestle, you know that that's a wide open, wide open conference this year. A lot of times you have a front runner. I, I don't think there's a front runner this year. I, I can I can imagine that the seating meeting for the ACAC <laughs> individual tournament is not what it used to be. It's a little tighter than it used to be. You yeah. walk in and you know you, you'd get your eight or nine draw uh, number one season after that. I mean I don't think it's that way anymore. No, there could be a lot of uh, you know A B B B B C C B D A. You yep. know that that's that's really you know, a, a good chance that that could happen this year. And then it's good because it brings that conference. I feel like the conference is, is on the upswing. There, there's some solid teams in there. Bluffton's on the upswing. Landis does a great job at Southern Wells, probably the smallest school in the area. He puts out competitive competitive teams. Um, South Adams is always there. We're always there. Jay County's always there. Um, you know, and, and Heritage and, and Woodland bring in some good individuals. Um, sometimes they struggle to fill fill the entire roster but they got some good individuals that can compete as well yeah and we were talking earlier in the show coach lockett had a great um, atmosphere at their home meet on thursday against south adams they jumped out to a lead against um, coach gaskell's team and they they had sort of south adams on the ropes and it was really cool to see that team have some success i was telling rex that they haven't won a dual meet in three or four years yeah but i i think i think that that's probably going to change and hopefully they do hopefully you know they, they get some success and and it rises you know brings them up brings them up a notch and it just increases the level in our area and and that's that's a good thing our area needs to keep improving to catch up with some other areas of the state that uh you know when we get down to the last week of february seem to bring home the most medals now on uh, round two on Saturday, so roughly 10.30 or so, we'll have the uh, intra-county rivalry between Adams Central and South Adams, which is always a fun match. Um, in round five, you have Bluffton against Jay County, another very good duel. Uh, and then Bluffton will wrestle South Adams in round six while the Jets are against Woodland. And then in the final round of the day on Saturday at Jay County, South Adams will have the bye, and it will be Bluffton versus Southern Wells and uh, Jay County versus Adams Central. So a long uh, weekend of wrestling, but some really good action if you're out on Friday night or on Saturday. So, Dane, that leads us into what what last week became probably my favorite section of the show, the uh, On This Date in History, and go ahead and lay it out. Yeah, oh, before we go there, real quick, okay. I just wanted to read the, the schedule for the NE8 Triple Duel, which is here okay. on Saturday. Belmont will wrestle DeKalb in round one, East Noble in round two, and then the marquee matchup of that uh, day is Belmont versus Norwell. Norwell beat Belmont for the very first time ever last year at this tournament and uh, they'll wrestle in round three so for our uh, on this date we've got two matches one in 1969 and one from 1979 and tony just let you know he went to the library and he got this off microfish (laughs) i'm gonna gonna see him try to read that article that's a some small print yeah it is a little bit small print uh and jim hopkins wrote a lot now in 1969 we're still reading from uh, nelly clark and belmont beat uh, northside 31 to 22 
And Nellie notes that Northside, I'm sorry, Belmont was missing two starters with a flu, and two others wrestled while they were under the, the weather. But uh, winners for Belmont in that match were Ed Mendez at 98, and uh, John Doan was a loser, first loss of the year at 107. Phil Teamy was a winner at 115 pounds with a pin. Mike Jennings lost at 123, 4 to nothing. Nellie calls uh, Joe Johnson rugged in his uh, pin win over Gary Strawn in the second period. Steve Windmiller also got a win at 137. Uh, Kevin Moore, who was in for a sick Huey Conrad, won by major decision 17-5. Kevin, Kevin Moore, a.k.a. Redbud, was my first wrestling coach ever when I was in fifth grade. So, Cool. And at 155, Holden Martin defeated Tasco Williams. That's an interesting <laughs> name, 6-4. to four. Uh, Kevin McBarnes was a hard luck loser by pin at 165, according to Nellie's uh, report. Norm Brown won over Louis Schultz, 9 nothing. Uh, Nellie also notes that both McBarnes and Schultz had the flu that day. And then uh, Rick Winkler, who Nellie calls strong, had a 27-second pin at 185 pounds. And Dan Schaefer subbed in for Mike Cable and was pinned by Dennis Parker. In the JV action, action it finished 16-16, <coughs> and our good friend Tyler Hill was a pin winner that day, as was John Dickerson. John Porter and Leo Rumschlag were winners by decision. Now, if we turn to the 1979 match, we have to cheat by a day. That was December 11, 1979, but it was an appropriate duel with Tony on because Belmont wrestled Adam Central that night, and uh, the Braves won 39-25. According to uh, AC Athletic Director Don Rush, there were just about 2,000 people at the gym. I don't know, Tony, do you know what the, the big gym holds there? <laughs> That's probably about uh, filled to the rafters, I'm sure. I would think so. He notes that uh, 774 paid at the door, and the rest of them were uh, AC season ticket holders. So uh, the match started at 98 pounds with uh, B.J. Ferrot getting a pin win over Tom Hill. Uh, Denny Ferrot won at 105 pounds with an 11-3 major decision. Tim Gerke was pinned by Lynn Feichter in the second period at 112. Then Belmont came back with a win by Danny Roman over Leroy Stryker in the third period. And then the big match of that day, AJ may remember it as he's standing here over my shoulder, uh, Coach Hayes moved uh, Jeff Franzi up to 126 to wrestle Mike Grumo. And Franzi was up uh, by a couple of points, hit a five-point move, and then hit a cradle and got a pin win in five minutes and five seconds. Troy Zimmerman won over Jeff Strickler, 547. And then Belmont won the next two with pin wins over with Steve Carter and Tony Roman. At 155 pounds, Kurt Main beat Dave Reidenbach at the end of the first period. And then at 167 pounds, Adam Central got a win from Lee Jezanowski at, uh, with a major decision over Matt Miller. Lloyd Weldy came back with a pin win for Belmont. Guy Sheets uh, was a first-year wrestler, according to Barry Humble, who I think Barry said he should have wrestled all four years, was his quote. Uh, but he beat Barry Barnes by decision. And then uh, an interesting match, and there's a couple of pictures from that day, and you can kind of tell the weight difference. According to Jim, uh, Cable weighed in, Greg Cable weighed in at 194 pounds by Billy Hatton, weighed <laughs> 263. Billy. I remember Billy. I refereed Billy's matches. But uh, Greg Cable was an 8-4 to four winner there. And um, a couple of notes in here from, from Jim's article. It says that Barry Barnes had a team point taken away with his ranting display after the match. <laughs> And there was some controversy there. The crowd got into it with the referee, and the referee gave some points, and then he took them away, and then Barry tried to get them brought back. And 
I don't know exactly what it was about, but that's what the, the you know it went you, on to say. You guys were not born at that time yet, but I, I was tell two. You, <laughs> I was two. I tell you what, the matches between the Belmont and the Adams Central fans, they were rabid. <laughs> the gym was wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next week in our uh, on this week when we're back at the Double Eagle, we'll talk about Belmont's match in uh, 1969 against Angola. While Belmont went on in 1979 the next week to wrestle Delta, and uh, the Jets had a big win over Leo. Now, this, Dane, Dane this your, question about the ni- ago. your question about the 1979 match, that was related to your trivia question, which we do have a winner tour. We do, and we have a repeat winner. <laughs> Mr. Litchfield is once again our winner, and he correctly told us that the head coaches that night were Denny Hayes and Barry Humble. So with that... Uh, Period number three is over. I'm going to send it back to the studio. See Ralph's running aboard for us for a round of commercials. We'll be back with overtime right after this message is. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker Drywall. At Complete Printing Service, you can count on Charlie Brune and the crew to take care of all your print needs. Everything from color copies, custom-made banners and signs, wedding invitations, business cards, magnetic and yard signs, and so much more. Complete Printing is located on South 2nd Street in Decatur. Our name says it all. Complete Printing Service. Call today at 724-3722. Complete Printing is also a Decatur Sculpture Tour sponsor. Welcome back to Haggard Seft and Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle at Cross Creek. Tonight, live at Belmont High School before the Belmont-New Haven match. We're still joined by our special guest, uh, Tony Curry. This is Rex Burr, along with Dane Filling. And, uh, Dane, we're into overtime, and uh, things happen in this section is scheduled for the rest of the week on WCBD. Trivia answer winner, which we already touched on, and podium pickers. Yeah, Rex, uh, tonight, obviously, we've got New Haven at Belmont Wrestling. Tomorrow night, we've got uh, Hitzer Sports Weekly with uh, our friend Randy Fudge at 6 o'clock, and then we've got a basketball game between Winchester and South Adams at 7.30. Uh, no p- uh, sports programming on Thursday night, but we do have Pacers basketball at 7.30 on Friday. And then, uh, Rex, what's our schedule for wrestling in the morning on Saturday? I think we're going to do the first one, and then we'll probably take a break and then do the second one, for the, or the third round for um, Norwell. 
So listen here at uh, 9.30 for the first match of the NEA Triple Duel, and then uh, tune back in for the match against Norwell. Listen for updates as to when that match will take place. And then we also have basketball on WZBD on Saturday Night Heritage here at Belmont uh, with Matt Conversay, I believe, on the call. And then on Sunday, we've got Purdue and Nebraska basketball at uh, 4 p.m. The Pacers to follow. I believe they start at 5.30. And then the Colts play on Monday night this week, and they'll be on air against the Saints. Next Tuesday, then, we want to encourage everybody to come out to the Double Eagle and listen to us live. Jason Cree has everything set up so that you can hear the show live, and he's told us that he's got uh, chicken enchiladas on uh, special next week. They'll take a couple bucks off of that and two and a quarter long necks. Dane, what we want to do is try and turn this into, you know, Matt Painter has his show, and it's hosted at uh, some restaurant down in Lafayette. Uh, um, the football coach has his, and, and we want to kind of create that atmosphere. Jason's going to get a speaker set up, so it's going to go out live so that uh, the people in the audience can hear our show as we're taping it. And uh, it's, it's, we want to bring a, a real party atmosphere to it. And if you can't be there live and you can't listen to it live, make sure that you sign up on podcasts on your iPhone um, or uh, you can go to indianamat.com, actually, and it'll be put out there. Uh, but it'll download right to your phone. And whether you want to listen to Adams County News and hear all the stuff that Dave Nathan's putting out on WZBD, or you want more wrestling action, you want to listen to Guerrilla Radio on Sunday nights, you can subscribe to either the Indiana Matt feed or the WZBD feed, and they'll both be out there. And I'm very low-tech, and I figured it out. Yeah, it was. I'm an Android user, so I figured out, you know, go to Google Play and get it set up, and... Uh, I listened to it, and I, I thought it was it was really well done, and we really appreciate our sponsors because our advertisements in between a break that you and I cannot hear came across very nicely. Yeah, and a, and a good job to everybody back at the studio and to AJ for getting those set up. So uh, before we say goodbye to Tony, we uh, are going to turn the mic back over to him. Hey, I just want to thank you guys for uh, the support and the, the recognition of, of the Adam Central Wrestling and the program and the 50 years coming up uh, next Friday night, WZBD for, for covering you know local wrestling for years, and... Uh, and uh, posting this on Indiana Matt, just uh, anything that we can get to promote our sport, um, you know, recognize the kids that are out here giving giving great effort every night and the hard work and, and the sweat and tears and everything they put into the mat to, to get that recognition. We just appreciate the support and uh, the publicity. You know, you and I are a little bit partial, but I think wrestling is one of the greatest sports uh, that someone can participate in because I know that it builds character and it builds lots of things other in other areas, and I know that because it's an individual sport, there's no place to hide. It's mano a mano, and uh, it really builds great individuals as they grow up and they become adults. You know, I talk to all my boys that come through our wrestling room, and I say it takes guts to wrestle. You know, whether you're the state champion or, or you know, a, a JV wrestler, it takes it takes a special kid to put that kind of effort into it. It's a tough sport. It's a physical sport. It's a demanding sport, and and. Every level, every kid that goes out there and gives that effort, you know, you got to appreciate the, the work and the attitude and the effort that they, they put into it. Thanks for uh, coming up, uh, breaking away from your schedule and coming up and uh, being our second guest here on edition number two of Hager Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle at Cross Creek. All right. Thanks, Rex. Thanks, Dane. Perfect. With that, I'm going to send it back for one more commercial break here at the studio. And uh, Steve uh, Rouse running the board for us. And we'll be back with um, more wrestling talk to finish it off for our pre-match action for our match between um, Belmont and New Haven right after this. Hey, Indiana High School wrestling fans. This is Jason Cree, and I'm excited to announce that the Double Eagle will be hosting this year's High School Wrestling Coaches Show live at 6.05 every Tuesday night throughout the season. 
The Double Eagle is proud to sponsor local sports, and we invite you to come up and experience a live radio remote. As always, we are open seven days a week to bring you great food, cold drinks, and exciting sports action. Follow us on Facebook for all of the updates, and come visit us at the Double Eagle, 1730 Nutman Avenue, Indicator. You don't always need an attorney, but when you do, the man to call is Brad Weber. Brad has extensive experience in most legal matters and will help you make your problems disappear. Keep this number handy, 452-7045. That's 452-7045. You just never know when you'll need the services of an experienced litigator like Brad Weber. Make Heller Nursery on 400 West your one-stop holiday shop for all the gardeners in your life. Heller Nursery has a great selection of Fraser fir, and Scotch and White Pine Christmas trees starting at $25. Choose from literally thousands of poinsettias from $6.50 and up. Mason jar flower pots and planters make a terrific gift starting at just $5.99. Heller Nursery since 1946, across from Peterson Grain. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week. Forget the busy times and start thinking about leisure times. Adams Woodcrest is about enjoying retirement. With no maintenance waiting at home, you're free to do the things you've dreamed of for years. It's time to start living again. It's easy to call Adams Woodcrest your new home. For visits and tours of Adams Woodcrest Retirement Community, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur, please call 260-728-3989. Woodcrest, member Adams Health Network. Exceptional care, close to you. Welcome back to our final section of the Hager Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle at, at Cross Creek tonight, live on location at Belmont High School. And now we're joined in the interview loft with... Uh, my broadcast partner for um, WZB Wrestling, uh, A.J. Calvert. Thank you, Rex. A great segment there with Tony Curry and uh, a lot of information being brought to the masses out there this week. Dane doing a fantastic job. And one of our great sponsors for this broadcast is the Cross Creek Golf Club Indicator, just below the Double Eagle Restaurant. And if you're thinking about Christmas presents for the ones you love, and if they are golfers, go out to Cross Creek. You get yourself a gift certificate out there and uh, let them buy whatever they want. How about a membership? You know, we're going to have 27 holes across Creek next year, and that's going to be terrific. Play a quick nine on the executive course with four par threes, par 33. Use every club in your bag and play in an hour and a half. Or play the championship course, 18 holes. Those holes are coming along great. It's going to be exciting stuff. So stop out at the Double Eagle. See Dennis out there. And at Cross Creek, excuse me, see Dennis down below, and he'll take care of you. Get a gift certificate or buy a membership and make this Christmas something special for the golfers in your life. So, Dana, other things that uh, you're working on for next week's show, and once again, we'll mention this, we'll be back at the Double Eagle and at Cross Creek next week for the show. And once again, folks, uh, if you want to enjoy this show live, uh, not that Dane and I are that... Uh, uh, charismatic, but uh, <laughs> like we said, a face meant for there radio, you go. Rick. So come out and uh, listen to the show live. Uh, Double Eagle's going to have some drink specials, some food specials, and uh, it, it's a great place to to come out and spend an evening to listen to re- wrestling radio talk. And uh, on Friday the twentieth, a week from this Friday, uh, Jason is going to have a special, a great singer songwriter playing guitar. 
And steak dinner up there, that's Friday night. Uh, free entertainment, great entertainment, and steak dinner. So check it out Friday the 20th at the Double Eagle. Now, Rex, last week on uh, Podium Pickers, uh, I had you pick four matches. And he says that the one match was rigged because he wasn't aware that Norwell had some guys out. But you did pick Perry over Franklin. Perry Meridian beat Franklin 33-31. to 31. Um, And, no, Rex, I have written down that you picked Norwell over Bluffton. Okay. Oh, but Bluffton won. Sorry, I had it wrong. Yeah, I, Bluffton, I had it wrong. I, I was there for that. Bluff, I told you I missed. He Bluffton set me won. up. He gave me bad information, and he set me up for failure, which has happened in my life before. You also picked Cathedral to beat Warren Central and Avon, and Cathedral did beat uh, Warren Central 32-23 to and Avon 52-16. to Cincinnati LaSalle did not end up making the trip to Indianapolis. <laughs> we hadn't picked it at all. They had too many discipline problems the night before, and the coach said, we're not coming. So a little bit wild day at uh, Cathedral, um, but hey, it is what it is. So that leaves Rex with a three and one record after uh, after week one. So tonight, Rex, I need you to pick a uh, score for tonight's duel: Belmont versus New Haven. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty lopsided. I, I think it might be as much as fifty-four to twelve. Okay. Tomorrow night's match between Adam Central and Garrett. Garrett looks very, very strong. They've got twelve guys back from last year's team, and I think Tony. Kind of knows that it's going to be a struggle. I, I can I can see that going Garrett's way, but but pretty close. I I think it might be like thirty six twenty four or something like that. Does Avon have any chance of knocking off Brownsburg on Thursday? No, no. I don't think so. Not no. not after Cathedral thumped him last week. I agree. Okay, so now two more picks. Who is your ACAC duels champion on Friday and Saturday? I don't know. Like like Tony was talking. I mean, there's too many front runners in there. I mean that it's going to be a coin toss for uh, down the load down the road. So. Um, I don't know. I think that, uh, well, I, I'm going to balk on that one. I, I'm not going to pick. AJ, take it. Okay, AJ, you get to pick. Southern Wells. Southern Wells with the win. Uh, they have a, a big duel tonight, AJ, at Eastern Greentown, who's going to Team State at 1A. And I think they, they have just as good a chance as anybody else. I have Bluffton ranked as the top 1A team in the ACAC, um, but they could easily, there could be an ACAC champion with one loss. In, out of the six duels, it's it. There may not be a team who goes six and zero this year. Um, or we may have a tie, you know, a five and one, five and one, five and one type thing. So, um, and then Rex, the last one to pick is uh, who's going to win the NA eight triple here at Belmont on Saturday. Uh, I think Belmont walks away with that one. Perfect. So with that, uh, we have completed edition number two of the Haggard Sefton Hershey Zelt High School Wrestling Weekly, and uh, we will transition back to the studio for a round of messages and then uh, when it returns back it will turn into the pre-match section for the NE8 conference match between Belmont and New Haven so uh, Dane any other last final messages you need to send out for uh, our wrestling weekly? I don't think so join us um, next Tuesday at the Double Eagle at 6 o'clock and um, uh, if you're listening live you can listen again on the, on the podcast um, and um, enjoy the wrestling tonight. With that we're out for this week, and tune in next week, uh, 6 o'clock on uh, WZBD, 